Brad and Brit, Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. Last one of these for this week. We try extra hard when we go live on Thursday. Mm-hmm. 1.30 to 2.30 Eastern hour. Thank you for coming along with us or listening to us later. Wherever you get your podcasts. Boy, we, need a new, we need a new uh, uh, thing for that, too, right? We need a no, new way no, to... No, it makes, it makes perfect sense. Can't, uh... Hey, what happened podcast. to Stitcher? I hear they they shut down Stitcher. Yeah, I don't know much about Stitcher. I had Stitcher downloaded one. about like eight years ago, but I don't know much yeah. about it otherwise. Uh, I mean, that was one of our original yeah. uh, platforms, wasn't it? It was. It was one of the two or three that you had to be on, and now yeah. it's blah 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 blah. It's kind of like Twitter. There's there's a new alternative, right? And uh, I don't spend very much time on Twitter. Never have, and I don't intend to spend much time on uh the the uh, facebook killer app version of it which is called threads threads you know when i think of threads i think of my wardrobe i go upstairs and open that closet and i say way to go brad you are something else isn't that my like threads a, that's like a 70s word wouldn't fred sanford talk about somebody's wearing some nice yeah. threads or demand would demand sure. wilson would say something you know, about rollo you put your thumbs in your lapels and you, you, you <laughs> them up. Yeah, man those are some groovy threads that's uh <laughs> that's what i'm that's what i'm looking for so this is another one of these cases like when the the uh, dallas cowboys would play the washington redskins i wanted them both to lose oh so now you have uh mark zuckerberg going straight after elon musk so who to cheer for of course but oh, yeah, yeah come on you, you have to say I'm elon going, musk elon musk is a much bigger piece of shit than mark zuckerberg um yeah i'm going with uh with the zuck and i think you know why yeah. no 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 <laughs> you know. no don't know don't you know don't don't uh, um about what three four months ago elon musk lived up to his word for once and he did hire someone to officially be the the uh, the, the ceo of twitter yeah five pizzas if you remember her name you don't now i know it was a woman but i didn't know much about it's, her Linda Yaccarino, and Linda Yaccarino. she was the head of sales for NBC Universal. I'm sure. huh, I thought she was a I thought she was a submarine pilot previously because this would have prepared her for this thing. No, hmm. did you see that? Uh, did you see that picture taken of a of a subway restaurant? I think it was in yeah. Alabama or just yeah. the one, and on on the thing that with the letters, the the restaurant put what our our subs don't sink or something don't implode yeah <laughs> and everybody i mean again i don't know if you should do that but i'm not like so outraged that i wouldn't eat there like oh sure i'll get a give me one of the spicy italians no, no it's it's not under the guise of oh too soon it's under the guise of again do you draw anybody in uh, to your subway driving by because they saw that and even if they have kind of a maudlin sense of humor they laugh and go oh well I haven't eaten Subway for seven years because I have this 
this thing about watching people put their hands on the goddamn salami while they're putting it on my I don't like it. But since they did that joke, I'm going in. I'm always <laughs> going for a subway sandwich. I, I'm truly agnostic when it comes to the uh, humor about the sub. I don't go out of my way to do it. I think I've made a couple of jokes, but not at the it was just about people taking on jobs that seem, you know, like that. Or people I wish who would die, who I wish they would go on a sub trip. But I'm also like not clutching my pearls when I hear one of these jokes. Oh my God, that is so awful. You know, those were human beings. I'm not, you know, well, I'm, I'm really not. Britt, the human condition. <laughs> this is how we deal with tragic situations. Sometimes it's the only way we can we can deal with it. I wouldn't be aware. I've never been in a profession where you had to make gallows humor to kind of get through the day. I'm not really sure yeah. how, that, how that works. All right. So uh, the person probably with the worst timing here is this new CEO of Twitter because she arrives and not only does she have to deal with the fact that you know, uh, Twitter is a, uh, how should we say it, a declining asset that mm-hmm. people are abandoning in droves Mm-hmm. excuse me intelligent people are abandoning in droves leaving it to be a right-wing wasteland of shit um but here comes here comes mark zuckerberg who is say what you want about him he's smarter than the average bear and uh they they rolled out this this uh, uh copycat version of twitter called trends it's not exactly the same thing and uh-huh. there's not gonna be any advertising right at the beginning i think facebook meta can afford to go uh, a loss leader on this for a while until, you think you, you think they yeah. can and i think in the, the first four hours they got five million people to to sign up yeah and uh by the way so in those first four hours I think five million would be at least twice, maybe three times what Truth Social has signed up for Trump. If you want that's to about right. use that as the measuring measuring stick. Yeah, that's and probably that's about right. Yeah, within twenty four hours, which is when we're speaking, I'm sure they're well past twenty or twenty five million. I mean, because they got all the people who are on Instagram, right? You, mm-hmm. you get a shot, you just push a couple buttons, and you're in. I'm not. I'm not interested. I got enough time in my life that I waste on what's in front of me and I don't need uh, another place to go, but uh, uh, good luck to the uh, new CEO of Twitter trying to explain how uh, an advertiser should stick with them and uh, not move their business uh, elsewhere. Good luck. Good luck with that. Jeez. I would assume there's uh, probably going to be lawsuits from the Twitter side. I'm probably, Man. Oh my God, they, yeah, that'll be great. What, that'll be fun. Yeah. I haven't heard one word about that because that's a losing, that's a losing is. battle. Of course, everything that, that but everything fucking dumbest. Elon's done for the past year and a half has been losing. So why not? Why not keep, keep digging the hole, Brad? Why not keep doing stupid shit? Well, of course, the first question, well, how come you didn't sue? And there's what, three or four or five of different of course, Twitter wannabes that uh, don't get much traction, but they do exist. So why is, why is this one any, uh, any different here's her line this is the ceo of twitter we're often imitated but the twitter community can never be duplicated oh there we Ooh. go that's good, do you want to turn it up and rip the damn knob off too honey jesus Brit, i thought there was a writer's strike Golly. i mean you, need, you needed a staff of writers to come up with that one you want to lock it in and tell a friend 
Is that what you want to yeah. do? Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's what I want to so, do. Yeah. We're the social media website that everyone can agree on at work. <laughs> a better variety of your favorite tweets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hell, yeah. I, I, I would, if, I, if I was Don King, I would sue. Wasn't he saying that like 50 years ago or something? Yeah. Just, just, just go. Just go ahead and sue. All right, here's the list. Here's the I'm list. Ready. I'm ready. Um, gas tax. Uh, not for long, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zelensky's favorite classic rock mixtape. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, groups. yeah. I yeah. love this story. That's a good story. Walt finally got himself a lawyer. Walt Nada to oversee his conviction in Florida. Victor Wambanyana yeah. and Britney Spears. Yes. DeSantis defends the indefensible. That's the clip. Uh, hell freezes over again. Josh Hawley, moron again. Oh, boy. And if you ain't firing, you're hiring. Uh, do the... Uh... Classic Rocks mixtape of one Zelensky. Okay. All right. Got it. Uh, here you go. Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, did a uh, sit down with Aaron Burnett of CNN. And he says that Eric Clapton, ACDC, and Guns N' Roses helps him get through the war with Russia. As a human being, many people look up to you. They rely on you. No one can imagine how hard it is. So she asked, do you do anything for yourself? Are you able to take a minute to read or listen to music or do something of sort to give yourself a moment? And he has. I ha- says, I have such moments. I can be alone with a book or music in the morning when there are no sounds. And then when asked to get specific, he goes with, ACDC, and some Ukrainian music, of course. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, they sing in Ukrainian, his native language. He says he does not understand all the words of ACDC. Hey, hey, Zalit Valet, neither do I. Nobody does. Anyway, nobody does. <laughs> I like Eric Clapton, loads and loads of Guns and Roses. And then, wow, maybe this music is just too old. Well, no, it's not. It's not. It's better than a lot of things these days. I agree with him. I completely. Well, I mean, this is where you have to put your conspiracy theory hat on. What is one of Eric Clapton's uh, best known songs? Well, of course, it's cocaine. What do they find at the White House over the weekend? And what have we found out today that has happened? Apparently, there have been some American officials who have been trying to negotiate an end to the war. Obviously, the cocaine at the White House placed there by the Ukrainians as an offering to the Biden administration to go ahead and start negotiations to end the war. It's so obvious. It is so obvious, and you're not talking about it. Are you in touch with the RFK Jr. campaign? Because <laughs> well, I, I don't think that he has even thought of this one. That, they don't, they you, don't like that. Because they don't like me very much because I've actually been vaccinated several times, so it's they're 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 totally against me. I keep talking to them. They're like, nope, you've disqualified yourself by you know trusting science. Yeah. Uh, 
Let's go with the Ron DeSantis. Sure. Defense of the indefensible. Lots of really great stories about how this campaign is just shit city. Lots of fantastic stories over the past 48 to 72 hours. And when you say that, you're always thinking in the back of your mind, yes, it's, it's always fun to watch someone crash and burn, particularly someone as odious as Ron DeSantis. But remember, that's in service to the elevation of Donald Trump again. So there's not a real win. It's not in either direction. There really isn't. Um, the I, the okay. one thing the one thing I will say before you get started was there was a I think it was a New York Times article that said ever since he's been going around and making campaign appearances his yeah. his numbers have gotten worse in the polls. So as people have gotten to know, <laughs> he's actually done worse. Which I thought was a great, a great little uh, piece of insight to Ron DeSantis. Once you get that charm within your gravitational pull, you can't help but hate him. Yeah. Uh, let me make sure. To make sure I have this right. Okay, here it is. Uh, the Teddy Bears. That's who did the song. To know, know, know him is oh, to yeah. love. Right, so with, you know, DeSantis. To know, know, know him is to hate, hate, hate him. That's right. He's he's just got such a, I don't know how to describe it, a flat personality that he just can't get out of. His monotonal delivery is so, and, and again, we're not thinking that the person who is elected president needs to be the best debater, the best speaker, and uh, have the most sing-songy. But Ron DeSantis, unfortunately, combines all of those anti-charismatic characteristics into one person without a coherent message and without the courage to take on Donald Trump. What's the worst that could happen? You don't get the nomination? You're not going to get it anyway, likely. You're definitely not going to get it by thinking you can dance around this. I guess the only thing that you could really think is behind some kind of coherent strategy in watching DeSantis try to get to the right, to the intolerant right of Donald Trump on things like uh, gay rights, transgender rights, things of that sort, is that you're anticipating that Trump is going to drop out and you will be left. You will, you will be it. And even if that, ha- if Trump quit tomorrow, tomorrow, would Ron DeSantis suddenly be the prohibitive favorite? I don't no, think so. I don't Trump's, think so either. Trump's. Uh, support would scatter to the wind and some of it might end up in places that you cannot even begin to imagine in fact let's play the game here if trump dropped out tomorrow and you okay. had and let's say that the trump really is working now with a low 50 percent of all the republican primary voters he's got it locked he's way ahead of where he was eight years ago, right? Of course. Um, 
he, he's got it. If he goes away, that truly does free your brother or your uncle or anybody else who has defended the indefensible, said they would vote for him no matter what, didn't care if he shot the Constitution on Fifth Avenue and let it bleed to death, which is what he's already done, they would not be able to vote for Donald Trump. Would they automatically go to whoever they perceive is the next asshole, which is what DeSantis is campaigning to be? I don't think so. I don't think so for a second. Um, I think some of those other, I think, you know, someone like Chris Christie might shockingly suddenly pick up a lot of, how should we say it, guilty people, guilty pleasure people who know he has been speaking the truth, for instance, for the last month or so. They know it. They know it. And they are not free to express that because Donald Trump is still their candidate. If he was not their candidate, they would be more free. The Republican Party, at least on the electoral level, at the presidential level, would, would be free. Is Trumpism still around? Is it still a huge infection that hasn't been? so? Yes. But, you know, when you go after the king and the king is finally gone, then it does does change everything. I mean, look, after World War Two, um, were there lots of Nazis still hanging around? Yeah. But you know what? They were free. The vast majority of them to not be Nazis anymore. <laughs> and as a, as a result, what happened? Uh, Germany became a respectable member of the world community, the Western part of it. The Russians kept East Germany and mm. they started serving schnitzel in hellhole. But uh, <laughs> well, they started now serving for, schnitzel. for 30 years. 30 years, the country is, is one. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good place with good people, still with some Nazis hanging around. But well, yeah, I mean, we have Nazis hanging around here. Per, ca- per capita, the president of the United States. So. Per capita, who has more Nazis, us or, or, or Germany? Oh, I wonder. No. It's tough. It's tough. Because uh, you can't do it in terms of quantity, because I think, you know, population wise and stuff. Although, you know, I think you got to look at it per capita. Yeah. Oh, I think we're. Uh... We're pulling our weight. We're pulling our. Oh weight. yeah, no, yeah, we're we're still in the game. Yeah, we're, uh, we're I, I feel like yeah, like if Trump dropped out, I think somebody he's not even declared yet. I'd like Ted Cruz to me would be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go for Ted Cruz. That, that's what yeah. the polling would be. That that's true. You you just you just hit it. All the people who don't want any part of going through what they either went through in 2016 or. Well, they didn't, nobody ran against Trump in 2020 in the Republican side, but the, the, all that, all those people that that were up there who still believe they would be great presidents. You're right, Marco Rubio, all those Jeb Bush. Who knows? Who uh-huh. knows who would come out of the woodwork if Trump disappeared tomorrow? And of course, we we wish only the best for the maintenance of his plane as he flies around sure. the country. Right, <laughs> the maintenance of his submarine as exactly. he flies from place yeah. to place. Yeah, yeah. All right. So here's here we go with uh, uh, DeSantis, who he would never say this, is trying to do damage control. He doesn't consider it to be damage control, at least publicly. He's doubling down on this idiotic ad that was run in his name. Yeah, that's just uh, it takes the phrase gay slur. Yeah. To new heights. 
It really, really does. Um, so what are you going to say about it? And keeping in mind that this is all concocted supposedly to prove that I hate the gays. I hate the, the, uh, the trans folks more than Trump does. And he was an accommodator. He was a compromiser on this issue. And therefore, the only thing that Ron DeSantis didn't call Trump in that ad is a groomer. Okay. <laughs> Which, by the way, he, he could have done that in relationship to Ivanka, right? But mm-hmm. that's a different subject, isn't it? Yeah. All right. So here he is with, and uh, here's someone else whose voice I don't think we've ever played on here. I don't even know if she's part of the clip. Oh, God. Tommy Laren. Jesus. T O M I. It's a girl. Was it, was it, uh, was Dana Lash not available, Brad? This also tells you something else that Ron DeSantis will not move outside of the bubble, the the right wing idiot media bubble right now. He will not subject himself to any real questioning. Here you go. What do you got to say, Ron? I, I, you know, identifying uh, Donald Trump as really being a pioneer in injecting gender ideology into the mainstream where he was having men compete against women in his beauty pageants. I think that's totally fair game because he's now campaigning saying the opposite, that he doesn't. Okay, so that is a reference to the direct question that was asked of him, what, 15 years ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, if he would allow trans women into his, into his beauty pageants. Which, of course, nobody knows that. They just listen to what DeSantis is saying. And by his definition, that makes Trump a, uh, he loves the trans people. And we hate him, right? (laughs) Donald Trump is really being a pioneer in injecting gender ideology into the mainstream where he was having men compete against women in his beauty pageants. I think that's totally fair game because he's now campaigning saying the opposite, that he doesn't think that you should have uh, men competing in women's things like athletics. And so we've been very clear on it that uh, we believe in protecting the rights of our girls and the rights of women athletes to be able to participate with fairness and with integrity. And ultimately, when you talk about some of the gender ideology that's being unleashed in this country, in the state of Florida, we are fighting back against that clearly in schools. But I think even beyond that, it's just a fundamental issue of, you know, what role, I think it's an attack on women's rights more broadly to say that gender is fluid. And I also think it's an attack on the truth itself. When they take- I wish for you, Ron DeSantis, for one of your children, come home one day from school and tell you they're not comfortable being girls or boys that they've that never be been comfortable how, how would they deal with that i want you to to have that i want you to deal with it personally and then mm-hmm. see if you can transfer your hate as you kick your child out of your house and never speak to them again and write them out of your will Tell us how that works. Tell us how that advances society. Let's go. All right, we've got uh, 20 seconds left to go here. Swimmer who swam on the men's team for three years and then switches to the women's team, and they say that's the women's swim national champion. 
we know not only does that violate the opportunities for the other women swimmers, but we also know that that's a lie. It's not true. And I think there's value in making sure our society is rooted in truth and not in social fads. Yeah, okay. That's great. See, here's the problem. Yeah. Here's the problem. Yeah. That slice of what's going on in America, which is a couple of sporting events, some high profile, where there's a trans person who who may lap the field over the other women. That's not representative of really what's going on in the country in tens, hundreds of thousands of homes and in lives of real people, many of whom have struggled their entire lives and in the last few years may have felt like they could express themselves differently. No threat to you. Remember, we used to always talk about this in terms of gay marriage. Gay what if, marriage. If somebody, if somebody three houses down from you okay, yeah. married someone of the same sex, how yeah. does that fuck up your life? I mean, the well, answer I, always was, well, it doesn't. I got to feel like that's the reason that my marriage failed is because of, uh, well, it wasn't even legal back then, but it, it, the possibility of it, really, that, that was what killed our marriage, that gay people could get married. Down the street from you. <laughs> yeah, it could happen at any time. And it, it was just like, ah, what's the point? And that, that's what destroyed my marriage. I'll be honest with you. See, there is room. There's 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 real room for uh, an actual discussion, particularly about the, the, uh, the sports aspect of it. But it has to be reasonable. It has to be fair. And it has to be out in the open it can't just be made up of uh, cheap shots after somebody wins but by the way every transsexual athlete who is a uh, man who becomes a woman and competes in, doesn't win every time i just want you to know that sometimes they actually don't win um but i always go back to the uh, original person in this story which is dr renee richards um dr renee richards if uh, you recall was a championship men's tennis player in in college in college and then transitioned much much later in life a very average pro career as a man and uh at uh i believe 30 late 30s early 40s transitioned and then played a few more years on the women's tour and didn't do all that well why because dr renee richards was already well into uh, her 40s at that point i think that was like the peak years of martina navratilova and chris Evert and folks like that and uh, there was no way it was gonna gonna happen in terms of championship but what what interests me is that all these years later and by the way dr renee richards still alive i believe about 80 88 years old or so um, says that if she had transitioned in her early 20s, she says there's no woman alive that would have been able to beat her at her physical peak and kind of regrets what she did later on. But you have to take that seriously. And I believe that that's probably true, that if a, a championship man tennis player right now transitions, um, 
they're still generally going to have a huge physical advantage over the, the women and would probably be able to beat most of them very, very easily. You don't have to be much of a tennis fan to realize that when you watch, you see how much harder the ball is hit, how much uh, quicker they, yes. they usually. But but that doesn't allow for, and Renee Richards would be the last person to say, that doesn't allow for an outburst and a discriminatory crackdown on the entire idea and the well, medical let, profession's way of approaching transgenderism. What it's percentage just, of... What percentage of people would you say are transitioning so that they could win the women's individual 500 butterfly at the NCAA meet? What what percentage would that be? I'd say about 5% of Americans have been. <laughs> would it be something that you would, it's like, is it, is it more or less than the people that go into fucking stores and buy cow tails still in 2023? Would it, which, what, which number is larger? Right. And I, you know, what I think back to is you would always get these stories. You remember these stories where there would be loopholes and there would be a guy who wanted to, this is 20, 30 years ago, who wanted to compete in the LPGA Tour. And they would find a loophole, and it doesn't say that a guy can't do it. I'm going right. to do it. And, and it was, what was it always, Brad? It was always some fucking right-wing Republican asshole that wanted to win a trophy because he was a piece of shit. Every single time. Every single time it was some he-man woman hater who wanted to be a dick, and he wanted to compete at the women's level and win a, a trophy. So if you think that somebody's going to go through all of this and go through the hormone treatments and go through everything they have to go through, so again, that they can win a 50-meter sprint uh, at, at the indoor uh, spring invitational, come on. But please, again, keep focusing on that because you're going to lose the swim mom vote. I, I don't understand. I, I, this whole thing is unbelievable to me. Well, I'm not quite sure that you're going to lose the entire swim mom vote because I'm sure there are a lot of swim moms of girls who have been propagandized and had it drilled into their head that as hard as their little Judy is practicing, I'm getting up early in the morning. They're already they're already videotaping the segment to show on the Olympics, the up close and personal, how we sacrifice for our little Judy only to have her uh, get beaten at the Olympic trials by some person who was a kind of a hairy gorilla about three years ago. And now is a girl that that works with a lot of folks and the polling really is in favor of uh, people competing in their born gender identity and not switching over. I understand that. I mean, you, you have to acknowledge that that's where the country is. Um, but, but that always... doesn't mean that automatically we're just going to say uh, no trans people can compete in the uh, gender that they have chosen. I don't, you know, there's got to be a way to figure this out, but it just can't be through running shit ads like that to try to trash everybody that's trans. Well, thankfully, he's getting killed. And I mean, but there's also the, the way that they portray, and I'm talking about Republicans, I'm talking about conservatives transgenders the reason this is what happened in north carolina and across the country the reason these people are transitioning is so they can go in the bathroom with your daughter the reason they're transitioning is because they want to beat your daughter in a race at a swim meet that's why these people are doing that that's how they portray this they demonize people who are transgender over and over again and they conflate them with all kinds of awful behavior well it's true if you just step back and thought for one second about not what a person is 
gaining. You don't have to have any sympathy for someone who says, oh, I felt this way for a long time and now I'm going to do it. Or uh, in our case, our son at age 32 said that. Uh, You don't have to have any sympathy. You don't have to have any sympathy for that. But then ask the next question, which is who would? Who would go through that in order just to win a trophy? Did you did you say that to when, win a when, prize? Did you say that when they, they came to you and 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 uh, they said and you were like, "Is this just a whim? Is this going to win you an athletic competition against uh, against girls? Is that what you're trying to go for here?" Uh, Britt, don't dive into our personal conversations. <laughs> Obviously, that was the first question. You you suck. You it's suck. Just, the, the stupidity that the simplicity. And the stupidity of being afraid of the stuff that you don't understand. That's what kills me. And it's just so rampant. And I, I think it's even more pernicious for people who are like Ron DeSantis and people who are allegedly educated people who just try to go ahead and feed into the fears with their propaganda. Yeah, yeah well, I think we have to get way past the, you know, Britt, they know better. <laughs> Forget that. Well, <laughs> don't even no, don't don't do that because that gives that gives space where it doesn't it's not deserved. But it's not it's not deserved. Where the win that. is for them is to try to scare the shit out of more people. I get that, and so you try to feed upon every fear but you possibly can. People aren't scared. America, <laughs> America isn't scared. America used to be scared of, apparently of black and white people holding hands on the boardwalk. And then seeing them kiss on the screen and then seeing them maybe check into a hotel together and then get married. And now, does anybody give that a thought? Really? Does anybody give it? I guess the Supreme Court probably would if given a chance to think about it. Uh, I'm sure that person, that, that, that horrendous human being that had the lawsuit filed on her behalf, and of course, Colorado, that the Supreme Court decided earlier in the week that uh, if and when she ever has a website that would service people who are getting married, that she would not have to have to produce material for it, it was a hypothetical people getting married. It but, was a hypothetical. There was never any any real client. And then, but if there was, if there is in the future, she has been protected from that so Can I, i'm Britt, just gonna go the supreme court would rule that way what do you think are the chances that if someone said it could be this person again saying you know this interracial I, that i'm not comfortable with producing a wedding cake just hypothetically or, they haven't they haven't necessarily been all they but, haven't been ordered anything i'm gonna go matter. ahead and I'm going to sue preemptively. I'm going to say that if I ever met Jennifer Lawrence, she would not have sex with me. And that's not fair. <laughs> and I'm going to sue her for not having sex with me and making me depressed and ruining my life. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to talk about this last thing. This is, this is just a, a, a piece that I that I saw kind of come and go today 
in the New York Times in their op-ed section, I think. And it's all about, and we're really switching gears here, it's all about the, the gas tax and the fact that if people continue to go electric and buy less gasoline, less tax will get collected all over the country, which means less money will be allocated to be able to fix the roads and keep things keep things moving along. I mean, that's just the way it is. And you can come up with a tax on people with electric cars to try to, to try to compensate for that. But that's, that's just not viable, but here's the point. Here's the point. I'm not, I'm not going to read one word from the, from the piece here. What I came away from it with, and I'll put it up on, on my Facebook page. People can read it. Um, the idea here, and apparently this has been worked and thought about at universities and think tanks and the car makers have been involved with this. And it really would be getting rid of the gas tax and just having a mileage tax on everybody, everybody, every vehicle, mm. electric or gasoline powered or, or hybrid or, or if it runs on, on Swiss cheese, because we all contribute to, wrecking the highways by driving big mm. trucks contribute way more mm. by driving on the highways. And so we all should be contributing and it's called a, a VMT, a vehicle miles traveled fee. And of course the technology exists to be able to, to do this because there's already in every car, I don't know for how long uh, there has been that box. I think it's underneath the front seat that records all kinds of things that are going on. They use it in crashes now, like the last ah. 30 seconds, it repeats over and over yeah. again, right? It picks up how fast you were going. And so, at, so clearly, at the end of the month, at the end of the month, Google sends me a thing on how many miles I've driven in a month. Yeah. I don't have to have the box or anything. Right. And I thought, well, you know, this is such a good idea that there's no possible way this will ever happen in divided America. Well, here's there the problem. No, wait. Yeah, well, here's here's. I'll, I'll give you my version of why the Republicans yeah. would never allow something like this to happen. Number one, it would be the most intrusive thing in well, the history of the world. There you for are. The government to know how many miles you've driven. That's correct. That means they know where you were, and that means they are spying on you. And we're the civil liberties guys. We're the Republicans. That's that's reason number one. Mm -hmm. And we're just not going to allow for that to happen and you know what we've been doing gasoline taxes since 1912 and, and it was God good enough it's been good enough that's right and if if, if you want to tax people at a higher rate of vehicle miles thing on electric cars go ahead but i'm not buying some electric ford f-150 fuck you i'm gonna buy a fuck you all we're driving gasoline powered cars till we die that's my version of why that's right is too logical. It makes right. too much sense, and it can never happen. This is when this is when Republicans come become champions of privacy, not when somebody has a baby inside them or when they get pregnant. No, this this is when they become champions of privacy. The government has no right intervening in your driving. But apparently, if you have an ectopic uh, pregnancy, the government should just right step in there and maybe figure out whether you're really going to die or not, or you have to carry that thing to term. 
Yeah. That's when they become champions of privacy. And that's when privacy becomes the most important thing in America. <laughs> You're driving. You know, I, I, I think back to this when, when Clinton, that's the last time I think the gas tax was raised was in Clinton's first term. Of they course passed, it was because Bill Clinton was a tax raiser. They, they passed that huge package. Of course, no Republican voted for on it, and greatly it cost the midterm elections to the Democrats. Even though president, the president's party always does j- fuck all in the, in the midterms anyway, right? They called is that really it, the last time. Wait, is that really the last time? I guess I, I, think I believe you're right. I think that is the last time that the federal gas tax was raised, and, and, and the Republicans like stuck at like seventeen cents for all these did. years, right? They did, yeah. And inflation adjusted, that's like <laughs> no money right. at all. But anyway. Right. They, they called it the drive to work tax. The, Clinton, the Republicans campaigned on it along with the contract on America, contract for America. Uh, they called it the drive to work tax. That's how they were able to get their message to their people and uh, win control of the House, Brad. Here's how, here's how smart this is. Here, first of all, um, we mentioned this before. Be simple to, to do this. And you could put a mobile device on, on every vehicle to track time, location, and mileage. And uh, you'd get a thing. It could be by email or text message or in the mail if you don't have any of that. And you you, you pay the damn bill. It'd be very similar to the technology that you have up under your mirror to pay your highway tolls. And I know in North Carolina, we don't worry about that. We don't have any toll roads here. But you know what I'm talking about. When you travel anywhere and you have to pay tolls, Hertz will at a, a complete ripoff <laughs> offer you the uh the the thing on there and you don't have to have it but it works there's it's, some toll it's, it's, no there's there's some toll roads here there's a couple in raleigh there's a couple in yeah, charlotte not many. yeah not, right. it's not like it is not like the you know the the turnpikes in west virginia ohio or stuff like right. that no. right right um but but here's the point they could use this in a lot of different ways because you could use the fees to alter folks' behavior and get them to drive, say, at different times of the day mm-hmm. or into places where there is less traffic. You could move people around, and you know what that would do? That would save money in terms of having to build more highways. In other words, and I think the best example of it, and you and I saw this, I know I've seen it for, for uh, the, it's been, what, 23 years since I started working in Charlotte the first time, when I went there back in 1999, they didn't even have a beltway around Charlotte, uh, a, a, a big, uh, a big, what is it, 485? I think yeah, that's what it is. It took forever to close the thing, right? Took it took them forever to, to, to finally. Fi- and by the time they got it done, they already realized they needed another lane <laughs> all the way around yeah. because the traffic was too heavy this solution would make it so that people would be incentivized by getting a lower fee if they drove at certain times of the day and they wouldn't have to build an extra lane. And that's a broad sweeping statement as to what might happen, but it's true. It's just true. We do respond to economic um, incentives or disincentives either way. So again, you know what? It makes too much sense why do that when we can spend four billion dollars to build one more lane around charlotte why do because that? <laughs> that's how we think right? mm-hmm. um 
So that was, I just wanted to to to, to mention that because it's not a it's not in the news. It's not going to get discussed on cable TV. It's just going to come and go. But we all, most of us, live and we drive. And depending on what we do, we realize the traffic is just one of those horrible things that we have to to deal with one way or the other. And this is just such a such a smart logical solution to some of the problems. And I say that. It can't ever happen because it makes too much sense. Maybe it will. We don't know. But I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to the bank on this one. Um, we leave anything else on the table? Uh, we left Josh Hawley, moron, on the table. Put the fake quote of Patrick Henry up there that he didn't. He didn't say. What more? It's just such a dope. Just a, just a, oh yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Just, the just most important, dope. the most important thing on the list, the Britney Spears, Victor Wimbanyama. Uh, oh, what the, controversy. Yeah, what the, what the, what the fuck is that? They're both in Las Vegas at the same time at the same place. Yeah. Uh, the Aria hotel is a nice place. It is. And she says, I'd like to get a photo with him. I'd like to get a photo with Victor Wembanyama, the number one draft choice. In the NBA, the uh, next great hope of them all. And by the way, I don't know anything about Victor. All I know is the hype that I've heard. He's a he's a smart guy, comes from a good family, good head on his shoulders, ha- says all the right things. Just the fact that he's in Las Vegas. Don't even go to Las Vegas, Victor. There is nothing for you there. There is nothing that's that that's where the team, Brad. That's where that's for you. That's where the team is playing their summer league games. Brad is Las Vegas. I don't care. Get out. <laughs> he should opt Get out. out. Tell, tell the team to go fuck themselves. <laughs> tell the team you don't want to be in Vegas. Tell them to get anyway. So she sees him. She sees says, "I want to. I want to get a picture with him." And what? She's about five two, and he's what seven eight. Yeah. Okay. So the picture, of course, would be hilarious uh he's got of course bodyguards and shit she taps him on the shoulder i think she had to get onto a ladder to do that sure uh and the bodyguards i guess uh grabbed her slapped her pushed her to the <laughs> ground her. her glasses yeah. fe- her glasses fell off her face yeah they broke her face yeah it was bad yeah, yeah. uh that's not just not a good look that's not a good look. And that's why I say, stay away from Vegas. <laughs> stay away from Vegas, Victor. Tell them you'll phone it in. You will phone it in. <laughs> you got to go where they tell you to go. I mean, it's look, not being handled as a criminal matter. Because authorities found that the guy who was uh, doing the pushing was attempting to defend Wambanyana. What? From what? Britney Spears? Yeah. <laughs> that's That's not a great excuse. Yeah. She's he was in great, picture. yeah. He was in great danger from the from hit me baby one more time. Yeah, that, that Victor oh, Wimbanyama. Yeah. 